0: Welcome to the Learn Today Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Darlington. I've also decided I would like to add my co-host, Gregory Darlington, to some episodes of the show. Say hi. Hi, I'm Gregory Darlington. Nice to meet everybody. (laughs) Additionally, I would like to address that I made some mistakes in the last episode. I said I went to the University of Utah by accident. In actuality, I go to Utah Valley University. I do plan to go to the University of Utah after acquiring a bachelor's degree. There will also... There was also some audio problems within the last episode. I'm new to podcasting, and I will try to make this podcast as good as possible. My guest today is Jared Stewart. Jared Stewart has made incredible achievements within his career. As an adult, Jared was diagnosed with autism. His experiences with autism make him stand out from other experts within his field. He has received numerous awards for his work. Mr. Stewart works really extremely hard to better the lives of autistic adolescents and adults. he is a council chair to the Utah Developmental Disabilities Council, a program directory for a transitional school for neurodiverse adults, and a professor at Utah Valley University. At Utah Valley University, he helps run the annual conference on autism and assists with the Melissa Nielsen for Autism Centers Passages program. I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity to have a guest who has made a positive impact on so many people. Um, in today's show, we will talk about uh, being autistic and functioning in society. Hello, Jared Stewart. Welcome to the show. I have some questions for you. For those who are uninformed about autism, how do autistic individuals differ from their neurotypical counterparts?
1: Well, thanks for having me here, Dave. I really appreciate it. and Hopefully, I can help out with some of these questions. Um, how does autism differ from neurotypical? Basically, there's five areas. So people with autism are gonna struggle with communication skills, with social skills, with rigid uh, responses to things.
0: Like, Task-oriented, yeah, and, and very like, To change, yeah, like people who like will just eat green M&Ms, like they, they have to do it in that way. Yeah,
1: sometimes that specific, yeah. And It looks different with each person. You're also gonna have uh, issues with um, routines and, with sensory issues, yeah. so all of those can cause problems for those on the autism spectrum, but they also actually have strength in each of those areas mm-hmm. that can be really kind of cool. But when you look at the differences between an autistic person and a neurotypical person, those are the main areas you're mm-hmm. going to see. But but not much behavior.
0: from those differences. Again, those differences
1: are going to vary with each person. They call mm-hmm. it the autism spectrum, Yeah, because everybody's kind of got their own little flavor of autism, their mm-hmm. own
0: little color. Everyone's thing. unique.
1: Very unique. If you've yep. met one
0: person with autism,
1: you've met one person with
0: autism. You're not gonna you can't say get one person and say, Oh, this is everyone on the spectrum. Exactly. It's
1: a very broad spectrum that includes some very amazingly famous and successful people and some very unique and amazing people that no one's ever heard of. And
0: who are, who are these? who Like, what are some famous people with autism? I can't like give actual me. diagnosed autism. Yeah, actual diagnosed to, like, people like guessing. Yeah, because I feel like mm-hmm. Isaac Newton or Albert Einstein might be autistic, oh, yeah. but like just on their
1: language delays. Yeah, like today, but they didn't have the official. Status. Like Albert
0: Einstein was speaking at five, so there's no way that like yeah. I, I'm skeptical that he was not autistic.
1: Yeah, and, and and Albert was one that had massive temper, you know, temper tantrums. Uh, he had. This, uh, he did not care about his personal hygiene or anything else. <laughs>
0: wearing the same thing every day. Yeah, he was just walk into a room wearing his
1: bathrobe and slippers, <laughs> and he didn't care. I mean, he is the absent-minded professor-like archetype, and yet, obviously, a genius to change the world. In terms of actual diagnosed autism, um, some of the more famous people are, um, you have Nobel Prize winners, um, like Vernon Jones. You have uh, Oscar winners, like Sir Anthony Hopkins,
0: mm-hmm. who was diagnosed with
1: autism in the
0: 70s. That's a a late diagnosis. How how could you go on that long without being diagnosed? Because he's an alcoholic. Oh, so. Um, So he kind of tried to self medicate. Uh And so they asked him, uh,
1: Rolling Stone did an interview with him a few years ago. And they were like, So you think your autism has helped you with your acting? And he's like, Yes, (laughs) but it hasn't helped my marriages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he went through a lot of therapy. And in that therapy, it came out like, Oh, dude, you're autistic. But uh, Daryl Hannah, she's a. She was in Kill Bill. She's in mm-hmm. uh, Splash and all that stuff. She's diagnosed autism. So a lot of Hollywood type people. And then there's people who think they're autistic, like Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know.
0: Maybe I don't know. I'm not a big fan of self-diagnosing. That's my opinion.
1: Well, and again, you got to look at the real ones. But in terms of real ones, you also have um, World Cup soccer player Lionel Messi. Oh yeah, That's I've true. heard about that. Uh, you've got um, Pulitzer Prize winners. You've got. Um, people who've won, like, all the high fantasy and science fiction writer awards. And again, so there's people who, if you look at almost any area of life, you'll have people who really, really excel who are autistic, and then people who just never are able to get going in that mm-hmm. field who are right. And so some people just need a kickstart. They do, sometimes. And everyone's got a different potential, right? So once you start thinking of everybody's autism with, like, oh, everyone's Albert Einstein, well...
0: yeah that's
1: a problem for those of us so, so, are so good at math.
0: Right? Yeah, so speaking about that we we spend a little time on this question, but that's Sorry. okay. You're okay, you're okay. So like often what con- uh what our mental image of what constitute autism uh an autistic individual can be misleading. There's a certain group that I won't name that sometimes makes ads that make uh Autism sound like it's like the uh, this disease that must be cured. That's scary. Or also, there's like there's some TV shows which portray every person with autism as savants, and there are probably definitely there are definitely people with autism who probably have savants, but it it's not necessarily true to say that everyone with autism has the savant ability. So, what are some common misconceptions about those who are on the spectrum?
1: Well, yeah, I think I know the, the organization and the commercials you're referring. To. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it the, the the stereotypes out there are just kind of extreme, and like you said, you mentioned a lot of them. They are the oh, everyone with autism is a savant. and It's kind of the Rain Man
0: yeah thing, where like that was a lot of people's early where you can read two books with both of your eyes and then memorize mm-hmm. eighty books the first time you're reading yeah, them. Yeah, and Kim
1: Peek was a savant among savants. Oh. Like, I mean.
0: He- was, he was a super savant. Yeah,
1: and so and he was almost definitely autistic, but he also, again, was very different. than. Yeah, the,
0: and usually people, I think mean, this is a tangent, but usually people who are like that have deficiencies in other areas. Exactly. So people with
1: autism, according to the studies, are more likely to be a savant than the average person, uh-huh. but still the vast majority of autistics are not savants. Uh-huh. Um, and in fact, the vast majority of them are not super good at math
0: or have much interest in math. Interesting. Um, That's, that feel like that goes against stereotype. It does go against stereotype.
1: Um, and even just, you know, the stereotypes that people with autism are all introverted. There's a lot of extroverts with autism, that people who just love to be around people and
0: yeah, I they're, feel they're like just, with people with autism, yeah. it's not necessarily that they don't want to be with people. It's just that they have difficulty in the social sphere. Yes. So there's the stereotype that, oh, people with autism, they just want to be alone and they don't want to talk to people. Well, it's not necessarily that. It's that they have a hard – I feel like it's that they have a hard time doing that. Right, that and that their batteries
1: die quicker, yeah. generally. Um, like even if they love being around people, those batteries are going to just need some recharging Yeah. And need to go do something. Yeah. Um, So that's one of it. If you had to have a rule of thumb that would actually be kind of useful for autism, is that autism is a disorder of extremes, Uh right? So it's kind of this all or nothing. It's really high, really low. It's passion or apathy. It's uh, black and white. It's all of this kind of difficulty finding a middle gear.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Find that middle. And that can be a huge strength, but it also can create some issues. So misconceptions like they they don't want to ever date, they'll never get married, those kind of
0: things make me really upset. Um, And they might have difficulty, but it's, it's not, it's not nice necessarily to say that that's not possible. Have you
1: heard the one that like people with autism have no empathy?
0: Right. Like yeah. They have no sense of empathy. But like, if you have a hard time relating with people, it'd be a little di- more difficult to have empathy for people. It's not necessarily that they don't want empathy; it's that sometimes they're an alien.
1: Right, or they, they aren't able to see what the other person's going through that they would have empathy with. Mm-hmm. But often, people on the spectrum, especially when they understand what's going on, they'll have hyper empathy. Right. Yeah. To the sort of extreme. So yeah. More empathetic um, than like anybody else could possibly
0: be. So going on to our next challenge. So obviously, autistic individuals are very different in special ways, obviously, but what challenge do autistic individuals face in a society not tailored to their individual needs? So
1: autism really specializes in doing one thing at a time yeah, and doing it really deeply, uh-huh. but our world demands doing lots of things all at once and kind of doing mm-hmm. them on a very shallow way.
0: Yeah, so focusing on all those things instead of like focusing on that one thing that's your special interest.
1: Yeah, or even if it's not your special interest, if you're trying to learn something new, we're a lot better off doing one thing and trying that for a little than we are being thrown into a pool with like all kinds of other things going on. Um, also, sensorily, we talked a little bit about that, but that's an issue for autism. Again, our senses tend to be extreme. So yeah. They tend to be really high or really low in a given area. So some per- one person with autism is going to be super... Light sensitive and need to wear glasses. Another person's super sound sensitive. Super sound sensitive, or the other person is super sound undersensitive, and they talk uh-huh. so loud that everyone around them is like covering barriers. The yeah, yeah. can handle it. Uh, and so you'll again,
0: uh, The neurotypical world is not built
1: for that sensory. Yeah. Either,
0: so sometimes like it's not built to
1: do one thing at a time.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. So because society is designed with the average person in mind, those on the spectrum can feel like they have many weaknesses. What untapped strengths can those who are diagnosed on the spectrum use to excel? That's a
1: great question because we don't talk enough about autism strengths. Mm -hmm.
0: Because there's a lot, there's definitely a lot of weaknesses, but again, there's a lot with deficiency, with people with a lot of deficiencies like Rain Man, there's also going to be a lot of ways you can excel.
1: Yeah, almost always the brain is going to find other ways to compensate Mm -hmm. for areas of weakness. And when we diagnose things and label them, which is important, we, we tend to do it completely from a weakness-based, uh-huh. you know, a deficits-based model. And as a result of that, autism is often justified by its deficits. Uh-huh. But there are a whole ton of diagnosed you know, strengths for autism. Again, if you're allowed to study one thing at a time, people with autism learn faster, uh-huh. learn deeper, and they retain it better generally than their typicals. If they have the correct information, Neurotypicals will tend to make more irrational decisions, mm.
0: and I feel like make more I feel like decisions. those with autism who are doing their special interest will be way more um, dedicated to one thing. Yeah, and
1: so that's this laser focus and being mm-hmm. able to focus on something they're interested in for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours at a time. Can long be a- after the neurotypicals are like, I'm done. Even if the neurotypical loves that topic, they're going to be yeah long before the autistic person totally. Will. Um, and so that's a huge strength. Autism also has strengths with music. Mm-hmm. With, um, with reading, with but not reading, math. With mathematics, Again, not 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 to the point of the stereotype. Okay, but most of the people who tend to be really really good at math also tend to be pretty autistic. Um, engineers have a high rate of autism. Mm-hmm.
0: Accountants have a high rate of autism. What is the most? What this is just a tangent, but like, what career has the most people with autism? If you yeah.
1: can guess it, I mean, but computer it's, science, yeah, it's tech, it's, okay it's tech fields. <laughs> Tech fields have the highest, but I'll be honest. I think uh, college history professors
0: have a really, really? undiagnosed rate. Undiagnosed. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> um, Interesting. Uh, physics professors. A lot of oh, definitely physics professors. professors I, I mean, feel like
1: academia is a place where you can specialize in a certain yeah, so it attracts a lot of autistics.
0: I de Yeah, mean, yeah I totally academia. think
1: that. Many of them undiagnosed. That's just my <laughs> That's my, your op- my <laughs> okay. opinion. But really, so many strengths, and I think the, oh, the biggest strength overall is that the autistic brain loves systems, mm-hmm. like creating, designing, and understanding a system. So,
0: especially with like engineering and computer science, that's perfect, right? But even things like music, mm-hmm. where it's
1: it's all systematic, mm-hmm. you know, or, or video games or uh, card collecting or whatever it is that mm-hmm. you can apply a system to. Um, scientists who are into like nature and naturalism and, and you know hierarchies and whatever, people with autism, they're going to be there. Could be politics, could be any system. Any system that can be broken down and understood. Uh, there are people with autism who have massive strengths in that area.
0: So um, we've talked about how some that uh, with autistic individuals they might need to um, address their sensory issues or their goal-orientedness to uh, work in a society. But knowing this, uh, are there any ways that society can adapt um, with for individuals on the spectrum?
1: That's another great question because so often the
0: questions are about, well, how can the person with autism change? And that's good, but that only goes to a certain degree. Right. There needs to be movement from both sides. Yeah. Like, it, you need with both people. can't assume the whole world is going to change for them. Because mm-hmm. you can only, people with autism can go so far. And often with resources with autism is just towards the parents, which is good, but, like, what happens is that there might need to be some resources for the kid who actually has autism. It needs to go both ways.
1: Absolutely, and the world needs to try and accommodate as well. Just like you have a, a curb cut for someone mm-hmm. with a wheelchair to be able to get up on the sidewalk or a ramp. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe like, have, like, um, some headphones in your classroom yeah, or maybe – just, just it doesn't even have to be very big, but just
1: yeah. – Don't demand eye contact on yeah, the person. Uh, right if they don't like making eye contact or if they struggle to communicate while they're making eye contact um, don't you know ask about the lighting the sound the Mm -hmm. smell the touch you know those kind of things try to be more sensory sensitive to that person or allow them to do something if they need more of a sense
0: allow them to fidget Mm -hmm. or allow them to stim in a way that isn't you know that isn't destructive exactly but allow them to be themselves Mm -hmm. instead of tailoring to what people want them to be yeah so I'm one of only a handful of what are
1: called board-certified behavior uh-huh. analysts in the world that are also autistic.
0: Yeah, and um, I feel like, especially, like, a lot of the times there'll be people who study disorders who don't necessarily have it, Exactly, which is problematic. I mean, it, it is. And ABA
1: gets a really bad rap because for many, many years, they did try to, like, make autistic people match exactly this ideal neurotypical thing, uh-huh. and just like, oh, we'll train all of the autism out of them. And it's like, well, that's thankfully not what ABA is doing
0: anymore. You should use it as a strength. But don't yeah. try to take it out of them. No,
1: use,
0: use use tools. ABA or whatever tool. Is that, I don't know, but is that associative behavior something? It's applied behavior analysis. Okay. So, um, yeah, if like you think back to like BF Skinner. The things. Skinner boxes and yes. the... <laughs> So, it
1: was one of the first therapies that showed results with people with autism. Mm-hmm. But what it did is it was like, oh, you like stimming? Well, guess what? The world doesn't like stimming. So, we're going to like force you to not stim. And it's like, okay, that's not helpful. Now, they're looking more at like, okay, so you're stimming, but you want to be able to have a job. Let's look at those skills that will help you get the job. Let's get those. But what are the skills you want to develop? What are the behaviors you that are getting in the way of what you want to achieve? We'll work with those. And so that's, thankfully, a lot of what I get to do with, with ABA and these kind of therapies. But... There's too much of that, you know, let's just train the autism out of them. Which is good, but
0: it doesn't right. It doesn't go all the way. No, you need to let the person be themselves, but help them be their best exactly. self. Exactly, one hundred percent agree.
1: And then if their best self is a little different and odd and quirky and eccentric, that's wonderful. What a wonderful world to be in and how boring would it be. If
0: exactly. there were yeah. If there were no eccentric autistic self yeah. Elon Musk. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. He claims he's autistic. I don't know if he's like, he needs to get to. He's like, officially. Okay. But he
1: claims
0: it. That's funny because BF Skinner is actually, he's like, I mean, he might be autistic. He's kind of a mad scientist. That's just
1: so ironic to me. Is like a lot of autistics are like, I hate ABA. It's stupid. I'm like, it, and it doesn't involve autistics. I'm like, dude, BF Skinner
0: was so autistic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're well, I
0: mean, it's understandable why you would hate ABA, but I mean, yeah. th- there can be some benefits, definitely. Well, there are,
1: because I mean, ABA is how people learn to potty train. Yeah. So I hear autistics say, like, we've got to get rid of ABA. I'm like, no, we just need to help them understand yeah. autism
0: and respect autistic autonomy. We can't just get away with that. Exactly. I okay, said, so, our all or nothing thinking can be a strength, because we get really strong and passionate, but it also can be a disadvantage. <laughs> If we're using it to like So it's funny we've been talking about psychologists like B.F. Skinner and stuff like that, but it seems that psychologists' knowledge of autism has been improved tremendously. Within your career, do you think there has been an improvement in society's attitude and treatment towards those whose individual needs differ? Absolutely. Do we still have a long way to go? Heck yes. But
1: again, those Autism Speaks commercials from ten years ago, where it's like, are so cringy and
0: horribly offensive. Where it's like, like there's literally like there's a sign right next to our university, or it's, it just makes it sound like a disease. Which I mean, yeah, people with autism might have some deficiencies, but it's not like this disease, like. I know. Or there's, I've seen so many um, of this. Or uh, did we say the organization's name? I think I accidentally did. Yeah. Okay. It's there's okay, been, s- we can bash okay. So there's and been, s- they've come a long way. I yeah, mean, yeah, probably. that's true. But like, there's been, I've seen like billboards with autism speaks where it's like, just, like it's all scary and it's menacing. And it's like, yeah. it's like, it's, it's, it scares me. I don't know. Yeah. They're like, oh
1: man, autism, it moves faster than pediatric AIDS and cancer
0: combined. And it's like, this is like, it's like who they make. It's so cruel. People are gonna look back and just be like, "How? Why?" Yeah.
1: Um, NYU, so New York University, they did an ad campaign that was all these ransom notes. Yeah. That were all written, you know, like with little cutout pieces of like paper and stuff. It was all, it was all like, "I'm you know, I have your son. He'll never be able <laughs> to communicate. He'll never have, <laughs> you know, this is only the beginning." And it was like autism, you
0: know, like. And and like, if you you have these people Mm -hmm. who are vulnerable in society, you're only making them more vulnerable with these. You're not helping them. And they're dehumanizing. Yeah. And it took people like Temple Grandin who would stand up and say like,
1: "No, actually, I'm autistic, and I just got a PhD."
0: Yeah, and Temple Grandin's a genius. Yeah, she absolutely is. And is she really eccentric? Heck, yes. But that's not bad. No, in fact, her eccentricity
1: has allowed us to have a lot of. She invented a lot of things that society still uses in terms Mm -hmm. of like meat processing and so forth. And again. We're not all temple granted. We're not all whoever. But society's starting to recognize and professions are starting to recognize that there's autistic rights, that there's Mm. autistic pride, that there's autonomy with the person that needs to be respected and uniqueness that can be Mm. celebrated even as we're helping the person to overcome what they perceive to be the challenges stopping Mm. them from the things they want to do and from using their strengths fully. But we've come a long way. Obviously, uh, applied behavior analysis is coming a lot further. They're now like, okay, you can't do anything unless that person consents to it you can't do anything unless that person is involved in the treatment mm-hmm. and wants this and it's got to be socially valid it's got to be something <laughs> that's improving which means that it's something that actually is improving their quality of life oh. and if it's not improving their quality of life who cares if their caregiver wants it oh. if the caregiver's is like well you know they kind of do this thing where they like play with their hair and it's like who cares you know but if it's actually improving their quality of life and they want to work on it that's the key and so Professions are getting better at it. Psychology is starting to recognize that,
0: like, oh, hey, women can have autism, and it's okay, and it's good for this So, and this. well, our our di- discussions mm-hmm. almost done because we're we have. I mean, we've talked a lot, which is great, and we've got a lot of stuff. But w- let's talk about the women and autism okay, I, I, thing. Talking,
1: you know, speaking of autism is extreme, Some people with autism hardly talk at all. I have. The yeah. So is
0: that I've it. heard that <laughs> men are five more ty- t- uh, times likely to have autism. Is that true? That is. It's actually yeah, Or is it's it not true. as much diagnosed in women? It, it's true, however,
1: it's a statistical anomaly because it's down to around four to one now. Okay. But it should probably be about two to one,
0: two to one interesting. Just,
1: just based on I, I've worked with hundreds of autistics oh. over the last 20 years, and I will tell you that women, they get much better at having a special interest area in social skills. Oh. And so interesting. More. So, they, so they, they pass and they pass it, even though inside they're feeling like, I'm an imposter.
0: I, I'm I, I just I'm just doing what normal people, yeah, quote-unquote so normal hard people and yet I do. I'm still
1: not having the social success I should oh. have. And so they've done it enough to the point, though, that they won't get diagnosed. Average age for diagnosis for women, I think, is around like 8 to 12. And for men, it's around like 2 to 4. Oh. So they get diagnosed much later. They tend to go through a lot of other diagnoses other than autism. Oh. And again, I, I could talk longer about it, but you really ought to consider having um, some autistic women on your show to like talk about it. That'd be like, awesome. Yeah, yeah, you should.
0: It's, it's if you could hook me up with course. some of those, that'd be pretty awesome. I can give you references. Okay, <laughs> so. okay. Well, that, that's we probably ran out of time, but that wraps up our discussion. Honestly, I learned so much from this. This was so great. Thank you so much for being for joining the show today.